Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on Air host Randy Snavely as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part two of the Parable of the Hidden Treasure from the book of Matthew. We've been looking at two parables found in two verses in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 and 45. You have the treasure parable and then the pearl parable. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who in finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, the kingdom is speaking specifically here of salvation, and we have learned that it is priceless. The kingdom is hidden. The kingdom has to be possessed by the individual. And the kingdom is also a source of real joy. When you look at verse 44, the man is so excited about finding salvation and so full of joy that he sells everything so he can make it his own. When I attended Family Life's camp as a teenager, I loved searching for the hidden money the staff placed throughout the campgrounds. They had five $1 bills and one $5 bill, and they gave us clues to where they were hidden. Most of the campers would run to where they thought the bill might be, but if it wasn't discovered right away, they gave up. Not me. I spent so much time looking for those bills, partly because it would mean points for my team if I found them, partly because I got to keep the money if I found those bills, but I did it mostly for the thrill of finding the treasure. And that's the idea here. The merchant finds the pearl. The man finds the treasure, and he's thrilled. He is rejoicing. He is so full of joy. He does something that today would be deemed to be crazy. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You're supposed to diversify your portfolio. My brother-in-law is a financial advisor for a well-known brokerage firm, and he will tell you it is not a wise thing to invest all your money in one stock. The prudent thing to do is to spread out your money into several different ventures. That way, if one investment doesn't do well, your whole portfolio doesn't go down the tubes. Well, the man merchant doesn't even consider diversifying. Because of his joy, because he was so excited, he put everything he had in this one treasure pearl. Have you ever experienced joy like that? God wants us to be joyful. He tells us, rejoice in the Lord all the time and keep on rejoicing. You know, I think my father lived that concept better than anyone else I have ever known. Nearly every day that I was around him, I would hear him say, Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. Randy, are you glad you're saved? (laughs) The kingdom of God, 
salvation, the source of real joy. Now, these two parables also show us that the kingdom of God may be entered from different circumstances. In the treasure parable, the man just happens to come across the treasure. He was digging for something, but wasn't sure what it was, and he stumbled onto the treasure. Going back to my camp experience of looking for the hidden bills, one afternoon I wasn't really looking for the money, but as I walked by a basketball hoop, I looked up and saw it. I happened to look up at the back of that rim at just the right time and saw the $5 bill flap once in the wind. The tape that had been used to hold it down had come loose on one side of the bill. I looked around to see if anyone else had noticed. Then I ran and grabbed a chair and pulled myself up by grabbing on the net of the basket and pulled the bill off the flat part of the rim. I had just stumbled onto the $5 bill. Some people enter the kingdom that way. Saul was very zealous for God. At least he thought he was. His Pharisaic mind had him thinking he was doing what God wanted him to do by persecuting the church. It was his way to seek out God's blessing. And then he encountered God on the road to Damascus. Saul wasn't looking to get into the kingdom. He thought he'd already found God's favor. But Jesus shocked him with news of the kingdom, and Saul was born again. But in the parable of the pearl, the merchant knew what he was looking for. He was doing his best to find it, and his searching paid off. Remember the Ethiopian eunuch? He was in charge of all the queen's treasure and had gone to Jerusalem to worship. On his way home, he was studying the Bible, the book of Isaiah. Acts chapter 8 tells us that this poor guy was trying, but he just didn't understand. He couldn't find the pearl. Then Philip showed up and explained the message of the cross to him, and the priceless pearl was discovered. He knew what he was looking for, and he found it. There are people who come into the kingdom by searching for the truth, and there are those who seemingly stumble into the truth. However, no one who comes to Christ does it accidentally. God is the one who draws people to himself. You are listening to part two of the Parable Podcast, The Treasure Pearl from Family Life. Now, the final point of this message is crucial to these parables, so I need you to hear me clearly on this thought. In both these parables, it is made very clear that the man merchant buys the field bought the pearl. The reason why many people interpret these parables with the man and the merchant representing Jesus is because of the usage of the words buys and bought. 
Jesus is the one who bought our salvation. He's the one who paid the price for it. And the Bible makes it very clear that we cannot buy our salvation with money or with good works. But these parables make it clear that a transaction has taken place. And again, a a big thank you to Dr. John MacArthur for really clarifying what's going on here. If you look at Isaiah 55.1, the Bible tells us, Come, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now, you cannot buy salvation with money or your efforts or good works, but yet this verse still says, come and buy. So what does it mean to buy in this verse in Isaiah 55.1? What does it mean to buy in these two parables? My part in salvation is faith and repentance. Jesus Christ paid the price. He bought me. I have to believe that by a faith that says, I give up all I have so I can have all of Jesus. So my buying is self-surrendering and exchanging my way of life for God's way. Luke 9.57 tells us, It came to pass that as they went on their way, a certain man said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replies, Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus was saying, You want to be part of the kingdom? Then give me your comfort. Another one said he'd follow Jesus after he buried his father. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You go proclaim the kingdom. What's going on here is the man wanted to hang around to collect his inheritance. And Jesus said, give up your money, then you can follow me. Now, you don't get saved by giving up money or comfort or anything else. But as Dr. MacArthur says, it is indicative of whether you are willing to make the transaction of salvation, which says that nothing stands between my willingness to give up myself to receive Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 10:38, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Salvation is an act where I stop ruling my life and let God be my ruler instead. The rich young ruler asked Jesus in Matthew 19, What do I have to do to get into your kingdom? How can I get eternal life? Jesus told him, If you want to be in my kingdom, then go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. I give up my treasure for his treasure. You know, the Apostle Paul was really the Navy SEAL of the Pharisees. Philippians 3 lets us know he was the best of the best. Circumcised the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee as to zeal a persecutor of the church, 
as to righteousness under the law, blameless. It's like Paul was saying, there is no way you can top my credentials. You will never be holier than me. Yet what happened when he met Christ? What was it Paul said about his credentials? It's all like cow dung compared to Jesus. There's a guy buying the pearl. All his self-righteousness chucked so he could know Jesus. Salvation is priceless. Salvation is hidden. Salvation is personal. Salvation is joyous. Salvation is entered from different circumstances. And the price on our end is to abandon self to receive what Jesus gives. Thanks for listening to the Parable Podcast from Family Life. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And please check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including Therese Talk, If That Makes Sense, and the Rise Up Morning Show podcast with Steve, Therese, and Tim. You can help Family Life share the gospel and bring spiritual encouragement to others when you partner with us financially at familylife.org.